0: Episode 6 of Cherokee Rewind is getting set to roll out, and we say hello to you here as we're coming to you from the Chateau Louise in Luna Pier, Michigan, right here on the shores of Lake Erie, a beautiful place to come grab a bite to eat. If you want to grab a cold one, they, they got everything here you need, I'm telling you, it's awesome. So I am Mick, my special guest this week, a guy very familiar to the Toledo hockey market, guy that started uh, playing junior hockey with the Cherokee and then went on to college up at Canisius up in Buffalo. And then, of course, he had a little a short stint with the walleye, the Toledo walleye of the ECHL. I'm talking, of course, about Mr. Phil Rauch, defenseman extraordinaire. And Phil, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, Mick. How are you? Doing good, my friend. Doing good. Um, first of all, welcome. Glad you're here. And thanks for doing this. Oh, thanks
1: for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Oh, man, it's been fun. It's, uh, the, the episodes I've been able to do with some of the alumni has been great. It's been a, it's been a blast. Um, who have you had on? It's, uh, I've had on so far. Well, I had the current head coach and GM, Kenny Miller. He was my first uh, guest. And then the second podcast uh, was Jeremy Labianca, who played in 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I had the Podgorski brothers. They were back in 15, 16, and 16, 17, I believe. Something like that. And then uh, last one was Paul Guthrie. Mm. And Guthrie played in 2000, 99 2000. Okay. And 2000, I believe 2001. (laughs) Now, what years did you play
1: two years in a TC uniform? Do you remember the years you played? I played, so it'll be my junior and senior year, and uh, junior, senior year, so I graduated in '05. 05, so 03 to 05 era.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Wow. Man, Varga. that's yeah. Chris Fargo as your coach.
0: coach, yep, and uh, the late, great Brian Kinsella. Oh, yeah. yeah well, dearly missed.
1: That's for sure.
0: It's, um, and uh, i trying to remember, uh, Kirk Ludwig. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Luddy was, was part of that, that triumvirate. Now... When you first came out, did you wear did you wear twenty six or twenty four?
1: I think it was actually twenty three in Toledo. Yep, you are right. Yeah, you are right. Twenty three. Now that, I'm, I, I it's I, that, so many just numbers, came to my head.
0: <laughs> don't know why. But it, hey, that's I am usually not too. I am usually within a couple of digits of the numbers, but Very cool. so it's I, uh, I yeah twenty years worth of players. You got it's uh, you know, so it all kind of runs together. But um, tw- yeah twenty three. That's right. Um. Now, you, but the way, one thing I do remember more than anything else, you had a cannon of a shot. Oh,
1: appreciate you,
0: that. You yeah. did, man. You had, you could blast it. Uh, you, I mean, and you didn't, it looked so effortless. That's the thing. You did, it didn't look like you were trying that hard. But, man, people were, people would tell me, and I remember opposing players telling me that dude, that dude uh, <laughs> on D, man, he's got, he's got a, I'll, bear, I'll paraphrase, he's got a bear of a shot.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't the flashiest, so that's the only thing I could work on. So, <laughs>
0: Well, you don't need to be flashy if you get the job done. That's the thing. Now, let's talk how you got started. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're just from north of the border in, into Michigan. Uh, what drew you to, well, first of all, what got you started in the
1: sport? So, um, you know, about four years old, my mom tells me a story that she uh, took me out to, uh, you know, open skate over there at Tamal. And uh, I just took off," she said. Uh, so, somebody approached her and said, "Hey, what do you think about getting him into hockey?" And it was literally from that point on. And I played, every, you know, throughout my whole career. I mean, I was—I uh, tried baseball here and there in the spring, but hockey was just a year-round thing. And it, and you know, to really devote your time and, and want to go somewhere, you got to do it full time. So I just was hockey was it. So from there on, I was, you know, 100 in.
0: Now you know, Phil. The the thing I remember too, is uh, you know the, the dedication, you know that you were so, you you took things to heart. Absolutely, you're a heart and soul kind of guy, and I could see too by the fact that your mom. Yep. She was at every game, didn't matter,
1: home or road. She was the uh, the one, you know, she, she didn't have a, a job when I was growing up. She she was just, well, me, I, I was her job. She, you know, carried me around uh, all the different tournaments when I was growing up. I played in Detroit when I was uh, uh, a kid growing up for, you know, the Ice Dogs and the Little Caesars up in that league. So we would be our... Hour and a half drive every night, um, getting home at two in the morning. You know, school the next day, then do it all over again. I mean, she was a trooper, and she she curbed me around and, and like you said, attend everything. She came up to Buffalo quite a bit when I was in college too to visit. She 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 was all in too. She was a road warrior. That's she, for she sure. Was. Um, now,
0: you know, the thing also is that uh, you weren't you weren't if I remember correctly, you weren't necessarily a fighter, but you weren't afraid of any of anybody. I mean, to uh, drop the mitts if if someone uh, tried to mess with you or mess with one of your teammates. Uh, how many did you get into a lot of fights that you remember? Grew, uh, yeah, coming through. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that, that brings up a funny story. So Toledo Varga, I remember. You know, we're we're middle of the season and we had we, we had a tough team. My two years we played, we had. You know Bell, Nick Bell was there. Oh, Brett Lincoln, Higgins, uh, Bart Reeves was a little scrapper. Oh, oh my god, yeah. that guy was a beast for being so tiny. It, uh, ben Kissmiller was on the team. Yeah, Kitz, I, I we had him. a tough team. And uh, I, I remember going to Vargs. Uh, Vargs, man, let me fight, man. I want to, you know, blah blah blah. No, no, kid, he just dusted me off. You know, no, don't worry, blah blah blah. I'm like Vargs, come on. So one game, oh, I forget where we were at. Uh, but I, I, something happened out there, and I gave him the look, and he goes, all right, man, go for it. So I cracked the guy's nose, and it just split. And, I mean, wow. just leaked everywhere. And he looked at me, and he's like, oh, he smokes, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next game. I got in another scrap, and I split the guy open pretty bad, too, and he's leaking everywhere. So ever since then, Varga's like, all right, man, whatever, you, you know, if you need to, go for it. <laughs> he, that is he funny. He gave me that look like, holy smokes. <laughs> the funny, You know the funny part is about all of that, too, is that I
0: notice how comfortable you are now talking uh, in a microphone and stuff. When we did the coaches show back then, we did a. Co- I think we were at Pat and Dandy's. Oh,
1: wow, you got a good memory, yeah.
0: Yeah, we did it at Pat and Dandy's. And I remember it was always on a Monday night because they always gave us, for doing the show there and promoting them, they, gave us a, they fed us. They gave us a steak dinner. And, and some of the players would sometimes try, some of their teammates would try to sneak them in there so they could <laughs> all eat. because, But uh, we had to put the kibosh to that quick. But it was funny because I remember you were, like, ridiculously shy. Oh, yeah. Like not wanting to talk. Yeah. I, it was like pulling teeth to get you to talk back then uh, and yeah. stuff like that and uh, when did you start to come out of your shell a little bit when it came to basically was it,
1: uh, it probably around that time I mean you know on the teams I was on I was in a, in a leadership role so you got to learn to be vocal to be able to communicate to be open and honest with people so it's kind of in that that time frame you know then going moving out to uh, you know when I got done with Toledo I moved out to Montana to play Junior A and you know, 18-year-old kid, I better, you know, be able to, to talk, to be able to handle myself. So, um, just kind of in that era right there when it's just, you know, the, a, a growing spurt where you got to man up, you know.
0: Yeah. i tell you, we're talking with Phil as We're coming to you here from the Chateau Louise here in Luna Pier, Michigan, right on the shores of Lake Erie. And i tell you, great specials here. They got everything here you need. If you want to grab a cold one or if you want to grab a really nice dinner. They yep
1: got the famous Mike Miller back there too Oh yeah so him. yeah I've seen yeah I've seen Mike Mike and
0: I run across every time I come in here to do a podcast cuz the local guys I do I bring them here and we do the podcast here but the long distance guys I I do by phone Yep. Well every time I come in here to do this no matter the day or the time
1: Mike's in here Mike's in here <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy he has yes. an uh we lived in the same neighborhood, like two doors down. Yep. I just moved, and I know he moved up here. But yeah, he moves yeah, over he,
0: here in my he, neck of the woods. Oh, you're so up here
1: too? Yeah, yeah, so I'm out this
0: way. So it's funny because uh, every time I run across him, he always stops over waves and everything. And uh, matter of fact, uh, of every, like I say, every local, I think I've done three podcasts here. This is my fourth one here in Chateau Louise. And each of them, he's been, he's come over and mm-hmm. said hi. I ran into him when I was bringing my gear in today. I, I ran into him in the parking lot. So <laughs> we were talking in the parking lot, and then we both came in here and stuff. Because he does uh, radio on the ESPN affiliate in Toledo. Okay. Yeah, like from f- at five o'clock every uh, Monday through Friday, and then I do uh, radio on. Well, allegedly, I do what I do. They, con- they don't really call it radio, but we do it at the same station on the weekends, mm. on Saturday and Sunday morning. So we, you know, we're basically oversized twelve year olds. So that's <laughs> what we do best, you know. So every, so you know, we always chit chat about chop and things like that yeah, a little yeah. bit. But uh, you know, but yeah, you know. So Mike's been a great guy forever. Of course, just finished up his time with the Windsor with the Spitfires. Yep. Got a couple of Memorial Cups under his belt, oh, yeah. including that Stanley Cup in '95 with the Devils. Yep. So no, no question there. Now. Let's get back to talking about your time in, in in Toledo with the Cherokee. What? What? Where did you? Where, where, how were you recruited? And were, How were you know? Did were you uh, sought after? or Did you just go to an open tryout? Or how did you? How did you end up in a Cherokee uniform?
1: You know, I I was playing like I said I was playing up in Detroit, and uh, the time came. You know, you, you, just being from the area with hockey and all that stuff, you always know about the Cherokees. You know, know about the league. Um, So I came across that path where I'm either going, staying up in Detroit and playing or, uh, you know, coming down and and playing for, uh, you know, your home, you know, area team. Um, And I just decided to to go to the tryout and uh, and give it a shot, and I made the team. I just made the decision. I think I wanted to stay a little closer to home. I was sick of driving, like I said, having the 2 a.m. nights for practice every time. So I just thought that would be the right path to go. And uh, luckily I made the team, and like I said, luckily we had a great group of guys to, to play with, especially your junior, senior year of uh, of high school, and it was just a blast. Now, who did you, your, in your first year, who was your defense partner? Ooh. You know, I think it was Kitzmiller for a little bit, but then he got moved to forward. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I couldn't tell you, though.
0: Trying to remember who are some of the. Do you remember some of the D guys on
1: there? Brett Lincoln was a D. He was playing D back there.
0: It uh, doesn't sound familiar as far as being paired with you.
1: No, no, no. Um, man, that's a good. That's know. a good one. I'm gonna have to go back and look at uh, the roster back then. Yeah,
0: because uh, I remember. I'm trying to remember. Um, trying to think of who else. Because see, the thing is that with me, they, I remember the names fine. But the years they all run together, oh yeah, absolutely. so you know it's yeah. like, you know it's like twenty years ago, so I'm trying to you know er er. <laughs> so you know, I, I barely remember yesterday, let alone you know,
1: but uh, that's how uh, I start feeling old when I try to think about how long ago that was on my oh, man, I can't believe I can't remember that stuff <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, it, wait till you get wait till you get my age,
0: my gosh, but uh, now, I the thing I remember now, I, and I asked this of everybody, everybody. Regardless, I ask them this question, usually later on, but I'm going to ask you this now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first goal for Toledo?
1: No, not for Toledo. I remember for college because I only got one. Wow. <laughs> and I remember the walleye, but I don't remember Toledo. Really? No. Nope. Wow, that surprises me remember my first fight in Toledo for Toledo well okay what was that, <laughs> that one? was the guy that cracked his nose wide open okay that. so
0: so you were two for two to start out you, you hit the ground
1: running yeah. oh
0: my goodness that's funny but now well, the first time you took the ice were you nervous were you oh scared? yeah scared
1: yeah always especially being uh uh you know your hometown with all the family and friends all all around so definitely it was a definitely different uh environment than up in Detroit so, uh, uh, definitely nervous. I, every home games are just a different level of, uh, of anxiety and excitement. So it was uh, definitely, definitely a little nerve wracking. Now, did, how long did it take you to settle in where you were comfortable? First shift. First shift. You start playing, and then it all just goes away, and it's you're in your own world, and it, it's one goal. That's it. You know, it, it goes goes away real quick.
0: Now. Playing for, I mean, those guys, talk to me about what it was like to play for, for Vargs and for Kinsey and Luddy. That had to be a, a, a scream, a riot.
1: It was, um, especially, you know, back back in the day. Varga was definitely a, a, a hard-nosed coach. I mean, I, I loved, loved the way he coached, um, but never satisfied you know you always wanted a little more a little more which you know which right up my alley right so i remember we did a lot of bag skating a lot of bag skating on the ice a lot of conditioning i remember we'd win games and we'd be on the line for half the practice (laughs) we lost a period so we're skating a period oh man (laughs) That would to be awful. <laughs> yeah.
0: I re- oh, I remember that because Kinsey would talk about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. He would talk about that in the, in the intermissions when he would do interviews with me. He would talk about winning a period, losing a yeah. period. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That that was brutal. Now, I'm trying to remember. Now, this may be before you. I don't remember uh, the year. But did you play with uh, either, uh, I'm going to throw a couple names out there, Nader Baniac?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he my Nate first dog. year. Yep. Yeah,
0: he's he's a doctor now.
1: Is he really? Yeah, he, he went, was going for it. I, he
0: went to medical school. I ran into him last like fall. He was doing his residency wow. at, at Toledo Hospital, ProMedica Toledo Hospital. Good for him. And I ran into him, and he was doing OB. I think. I think he's uh, like that was just a rotation. But I think when it, for a job he's trying to do. I think anesthesia. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I think so. so Good for him. Yeah, he's That's doing awesome. real well. So I was really happy to
1: run into him and everything. And we caught up, and it was, it was really nice to talk to him. There's that, those uh, alumni tournaments over at the uh, TAMO every year, mm-hmm. uh, all the high school alumni and ice skating those. We see a lot of the guys come out there. And it's, it's nice to, it's a big reunion pretty much.
0: Well, we're changing th- that up a little bit now because we want to get the Cherokee to have reunions oh, and alumni. Go. So that, that's coming here in the very near future. I've already let put the word out to people that we're going to do that. Once we get this whole COVID thing behind yeah. us, we want to get some things going so that, that we can get the Cherokee. Yes, yeah. because there are people. I mean, last time we had one, uh, it was most of the 98 championship team mm-hmm. and a, then a bunch of guys from different years. And we had alumni game, and of course they oh, yeah. all went to uh, the reverse raffle fundraiser that night. And I mean, we had guys come in from Florida, from Texas, Colorado, uh, different parts of Northern Western Michigan, uh, just all over. You know, yeah, it was if great.
1: We get something real organized, do it yearly. That'd be awesome. That'd be a blast. That's
0: that's the whole idea. That's the goal, anyway. So that's what we're going to try and do. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that that's to be be done yet good we're gonna finish
1: yeah keep me updated on that one
0: sure and now you you know talking about you know uh being into playing and playing for those guys tell me i tell me tell me a story about brian kinsella Mm -hmm. kinsey was nothing short i mean when he wasn't mad and ripping your head off he was probably the funniest human being i've ever
1: met yeah he uh he he lived in my neighborhood as well. He was the same neighborhood that yeah, Mike. Him you know. and him and Mike were neighbors. Yep. Next yep, door neighbors. Yep. I w- so we would you know, would be walking around the kids and you know, he'd be out there, we'd stop and have a have a soda and uh and shoot the breeze for a little bit. But he Kinsey had the his he all old time hockey stuff, yes. right? So he he would always, you know, somebody makes you angry on the ice, hit him over the head with your stick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Kenzie, you can't do that nowadays. <laughs> and of course, he, he, he was very—he was very
0: direct. Yeah, he pulled no punches. That's what he did.
1: <laughs> across the teeth with your stack. I'm like, man, I can't do that, coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would do all kinds. Of, and then, of course, my favorite—my favorite memory of him was uh, him when he would do that imitation of uh, Brother Henri. I don't know if you remember, if he uh-huh. he would do uh, Henri Richard. He said oh, it was geez. an homage <laughs> to Henri, and he would talk in because uh, he's from Barrie, He was from Barrie, Ontario, and he would do a French Canadian accent <laughs> and would talk about uh, talk about different and he tried to. He would talk about in the middle of. Uh, What was going on with the game? But he would do it in the Henri voice, (laughs) and he was hysterical. I mean, I was crying. I was laughing so
1: hard. Oh gosh,
0: that guy! I mean, he was a blast. And then, um, now, did Ryan Bond play with you? Yes, that Bondo. Because I remember (laughs) Bondo. He of the guy who (laughs) would—he was so skinny and so little. He would sleep up in the overhead compartment (laughs) on the bus when on the road trips. (laughs) He would sleep up there. He was so small he could fit, and he fit comfortably.
1: Kinsey giving it to him because you know Bond he was a skilled guy he wasn't really getting into the corners but Kenzie used to rip him. <laughs> I, I,
0: it was oh it was great because I remember the one time at practice as Bond told me about it that uh, he he was whipping the puck around the boards to get it out of the zone and Kinsey was out near the blue line by, along by the bench standing there with no helmet, no pads, oh, no, no nothing, just his skates, and got clocked in the oh. head, the side of the head. Not direct, but it skipped off him. Oh. And I can't repeat what Kinsey sure, said to yell at him. But after that, he went, Bond was in his doghouse.
1: <laughs> that must have been the that's beginning the re- of it. Yep, That's why.
0: Because he, I mean, he was... 12 types of P.O.'d. He was just absolutely furious. No, who them. else
1: was on that team was, uh, remember John Sitton? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He was a trip. He actually, I, man, I felt bad. I didn't see it, but he was coming into town and wanted to get together, and I, I missed it, but, man, he was a blast. He was a character. Uh, now, what number, do you remember what number he wore? I don't know if he was a one or not. Okay, because,
0: no, he wasn't a. I don't think he was a one but he was he's from alaska right yeah yeah yep. now if i remember he's correctly if i remember correctly <laughs> at the finals in <laughs> philadelphia I'll, if he did what i think he did i remember well first of all i'm talking about in the in the hotel room oh. cuz he was famous for uh leaving presents oh, in gosh. the bathroom oh. and usually not his own not his own he would he would leave gifts and uh he would leave gifts in the in the in the uh, in the in the bathroom. And <laughs> but uh, the thing he'll probably be mean, be most remembered for is he uh, got into a scrap in the last game yeah. that we played in the semifinals in uh, not or not semis, It was like the it, it quarterfinals was, yeah, somewhere in there. We
1: were getting beat it, yeah. handily. Yeah.
0: And it just wasn't our day, and so everyone was fighting. And they, he
1: didn't just get into a fight. He went the whole way down. Yeah, he went the whole way down to fight.
0: He skated all the way down the ice and had uh, and took the guy on and everything. And that's when I think uh, that's when uh, the director of the <laughs> USA Hockey uh, the guy that guy came out onto the ice and stopped the game. Yep. And they sent they called the game the rest of the game off and sent everybody to the locker rooms. And we, I think we had to, Vargs had to go before the board and yeah. basically talk talk them out of uh, banishing us or giving yeah. us uh, severe penalties uh, and not letting us compete. It yeah. was like, it was
1: ugly. Not the best but, showing for us.
0: No, but I, I, I remember that. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was John Sitton for yeah.
1: you. He was a character.
0: Now, you know, um, that t- that was a fun. T- aside from that, it was a fun time in Minnesota. I mean, because yeah. again, talking about t- uh, the team that we had back then, um, that was back when size really mattered. Yes. You know, I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, you're probably about what 6'1", 6'2"? 6'1", Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, back then, you know, there were guys you you didn't look at very many guys if they were below five yep. foot or five ten. You didn't look at them. No. no. You looked at guy you know, you were always looking at these big trees, and Vargs,
1: always him and Kinsey had a knack for finding those big guys. Yeah, like I said, going back to, we, I mean, just the size of that team we had. I mean, we were monsters. I mean, it, it, but you're right, it was a different game it seemed like back then. I mean, mm-hmm. we we go in, I remember uh, every every team we played, I mean, you always had the heavyweights out there, and it's just a different mentality of, of you know, you. If you do something out there, you got better own up to it. Type of mentality and all.
0: Yep, and it's funny because you know the 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 teams back then. I mean, of course, fighting was a little bit more prevalent then. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, it was you weren't afraid to drop the mitts, uh, pretty much for the most part. Uh, now and especially, I mean, it probably had to make it easier for you when you had guys like Higgy, uh, you know, up front. You had Brett Lincoln back on D. That that. They were the guys that took care of business. Yeah, you know even more so than you. Yep. But and then but again, there were guys that actually, could I mean, that surprised me in the fact that they could handle themselves so well. Guys like Ben Kitzmiller. Yep. Kitz could handle handle himself, and he wasn't afraid to go in the corners and, bang, uh, you know, crash
1: and bang. He was not afraid. Oh no, he's he's a monster too. He's he's one of my best. He, one of my best friends still. Um, he moved out to uh, Wisconsin, so he's out there right now. But uh, he's, you know, one of my best friends, and me and him, we actually went to uh, uh, boxing classes one summer in between our seasons, just because, um, you know, just to learn extra stuff. And and like I said, we we were serious about it. Holy smokes, that is too funny. Well, Kits is a good guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember him.
0: He's a great, great, great guy. And I hope to get him on here soon. Yeah, so, that will be a good one. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got, I'm sure, some good stories to tell. <laughs> but uh, now, what was it like playing
1: for Luddy? It was good. Like I said, I know uh, that, that whole coaching staff was just, you know, right up my alley. I, 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 the way they, they all, you know, demanded the best from me, which is awesome. It's just a hard working. As long as you're out there working hard and, and giving it your all, they, the, the whole staff was, you know, right there with you. Um, and that, that was the, be- the best part of them.
0: Now, uh, now of course, uh, being, a, being a youngster like that, uh, a, a babe in the woods, if, if you will, going on those road trips, <laughs> you, you had to grow up in a hurry. Yeah, you, you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: had to. What were some of the fun things uh, that you did when you were on the road? I mean, I'm sure pranks were probably a, nat- a natural progression.
1: Yeah, you know, you have all your standard stuff that always ends up happening with the waters, you know, on the doors. The leaners. Yeah, of course. Um, But the the biggest is just being with the guys, you know. You you get away from being around the the family, uh, you know, at home. So you get out there and it's just the guys. And and it's just that mentality of of a hockey team that you you cannot beat. I mean, all the jokes, all the, you know, BSing that we do, you know, that we're doing here is just... That's the stuff that I really miss, like you said, being on the road with them and no worries in the world. You were playing hockey; um, you can't beat it. And that's what. I, that's I truly do miss all that. That's that's for sure.
0: Now, uh, what was uh, who was the back then for your guys' teams? Those two teams, who would you say were the biggest pranksters or funniest guys in the locker?
1: Sitting, sitting was definitely the. the character <laughs> God. It, no doesn't, doubt. it doesn't
0: surprise me i i'll have to tell you off air something that he oh, that he did geez. that he showed me uh from his phone and i i yeah, yeah i yeah you can pretty much imagine yeah. with the sitting he, had, oh, he yeah. had the sense of humor back then
1: he's he he'd always make you laugh yes
0: oh, that's that, he did that that was for sure <laughs> now um i uh you know as far as though you know uh the guys who were the uh, some of the uh players or teams that you played against in a cherokee uniform that you you it, you really got fired up to play them because they really uh, uh either got you ticked off or they got you to the point where you just you wanted to run them into the boards or
1: you remember uh shrock from kaylee shrock uh, from uh grand rapids i think yep. he was mm-hmm. playing for he's he was one and he was playing for uh fort wayne comments when i was with the walleye too so i played against him even even uh in the echl and,
0: and you, uh, you want to hear something funny about him he on. he when he went to june when he played in the north american league junior a his first year was in toledo with the toledo ice diggers oh was it yeah yeah that's right
1: yeah yeah yep. he played for uh, Manko, right it was, it
0: was manco yeah and then uh, then uh, when they went up I, I don't know if he went up to alpena
1: I, I don't know because
0: if he did he was playing for uh, Kenny Miller our current head coach at, in the Cherokee
1: uh, but um, because I got pulled up my second year with um, Toledo I got pulled up to play for the Ice Diggers I can't remember if he was on the team or not but Manko was the coach and I got pulled up I got a call from Manko say you know hey, we want you to, to to play up with us and yeah. And, of course, guess who we are playing? We are playing USA under-18 team. You know, Phil Kessel's on the team. Uh, all the right, Derby, stop. I think. Yep. So on, yeah, and it's like my first game, I'm, I think I was, you know, 16, feet, whatever I was, and uh, I actually did get in a fight that game. Some guy, you know, the youngest guy out there, I'm, I'm the only one with a cage on because I'm underage and all that, and he, you know, we, we go, and I, I actually uh, – his tooth went through my tendon in my hand. Oh. So I had to have surgery the next day to repair the tendon, and they couldn't find a piece of his tooth that was still in my hand. So that was my one game I got called up. And Your then parting gift. <laughs> <laughs> Your parting gift for playing in the North American League. Yeah. So that was actually against uh, Youngstown, the Phantoms.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah so I remember so. them. I went, I went to, a, I went to a, a couple of games. I did a few games for the Ice Diggers uh broadcasting and one of them was uh going on on the on the road trip to to youngstown and we rode the uh the silver bullet
1: oh yeah that that bus should have been condemned 20 years before that's what we had in montana too something like that it was brutal oh
0: ouch now who in montana who did you play for
1: helena bighorns the bighorns okay i remember them yep that was my first year out of high school i moved out there um gosh gorgeous city Gorgeous area. I could go back there. Lived with a family. Had horses. Had four-wheelers. They had uh, uh, just every toy you can think of. And they lived on, on the, like, the side of a mountain. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. I had a great it, Okay,
0: setup. so aside from being in love, falling in love, getting <laughs> married, and having a kids, what the heck are you doing
1: here? I know. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Oh. oh. Now, did you ride the horses plenty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure did. You ever, you ever still ride one? You know, my uh, my wife's uh, uh, family still has about five, but I don't ride in them anymore. It's not, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Unless it's in Montana on the side of a mountain. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say,
0: man, that sounds just fantastic. Uh, now, you know, uh, playing again, playing uh, against guys like Kayla Now, how about a team? Was there a team that you really like? Couldn't wait to to uh,
1: face off against because you couldn't stand them. You know. If I recall, who was the – St. Louis was usually the the, the powerhouse when we were playing, right?
0: Yeah, Jack Behan, that team went through – in 10 years, they won six national championships.
1: That was always the, you know, you get real extra amped up for those games just because they were so good. And I remember they had a couple tough guys, but they had some of these skilled guys that were uh, Garsh, Sean Garsh. Yep. He was just unbelievable. I played with him in uh, St. Louis. Actually, too, uh, when I went to uh, play for the Bandits, and his hands, oh, my gosh. He could stick handle. It's, like, unbelievable. But, you know, playing against those guys and getting, you know, ready for those games is just a different level.
0: Yeah, it was. And, and you know, because when they, when, when they lost, it wasn't very
1: often. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think, that, you know, if, I'd have to go back, but I'm pretty sure they were uh, – they lose a the game for a while. They were There was a couple big streaks that they were going on. They,
0: went, they had one year, I remember very well, uh, and you brought, brought up Grand Rapids. and yep. they, they tie into this story. The St. Louis Junior Blues, in one of their championship uh, years, they went wire to wire with the exception of one game that they lost. They only lost one game the entire wow. year during the regular season all the way to the championship. They won it. The one game they lost was to Grand Rapids and Grand Rapids that year they only had one win the entire season and it was against wow. St Louis
1: no kid one
0: <laughs> one win <laughs> one win, <laughs> one win. Wow. and it was against Jack behan the junior blues wow. and i I have a, I'm going to have him on a podcast and i I hesitate bringing that up because I got a feeling he'll He'll use a few have a few choice words for me. Oh. But uh, I, I was, uh, matter of fact, I was talking with um, the last podcast I did with Paul Guthrie. Uh, he, uh, we were talking. He was talking about Grand Rapids as well, and I was talking about their coach Mike Flanagan. Oh, I was just going to say flags. Yeah, flags was the most intense coach you ever could come across because he was. I mean, you he, he almost had to worry, take out a warrant against him yep. when he was behind that bench. He was just that insanely intense. But he was a competitor.
1: He was with St. Louis, right?
0: No, he was with Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was
0: him and Jeff Lang. Langer, right. and, and to this day, I was telling, uh, I was telling those guys uh, recently on a podcast Langer and, and Flags, after we'd play in Grand Rapids after a game, after we did bed checks and everything. Well, well, supposedly, supposedly. you guys, yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. were in bed. <laughs> but uh, afterwards, we would go, we'd find a room, a designated room, and we'd have the ginger ale flowing. Sure. And we would sit there till 2, 3, sometimes 4 in the morning and be laughing ourselves silly. telling. St- Langer is a master st- storyteller.
1: Oh, no kidding. Flags
0: was good, too. Don't He took a backseat to nobody. But Langer was in a class by himself, Je- uh, Jeff Lang. And, oh, my gosh, he, we would just, like, I'd almost be peeing myself. <laughs> I was laughing with him because he is such a great guy. And I still keep in touch with him on Facebook and stuff. But, uh, you know, he, him, and, uh, him and Flags were just two of the most intense coaches that uh, I ever come across. Flags
1: with. was my uh, coach in St. Louis. He was assistant. sister oh, coach. Oh, with the Bandits. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Yep. All right.
0: Yep, that makes sense. I was thinking He's about that. coach. All right. Yeah he, yeah, he went out. Didn't he go out east or something like that?
1: Yeah, I think he actually uh, went overseas, too, at one point. Yep,
0: I think you're but right. But he
1: followed uh, Coop for a while through the e- USHL. John Cooper, mm-hmm. the coach in Tampa now, because um, he was my head coach. John Cooper was. Um, but they stuck together for quite a while. Um, I don't know where he's at now, but I know he went overseas. But uh,
0: yeah, so you know, I mean, my gosh, there were some great coaches in this league. You talk about John Cooper, yep. he uh, the Metro Jets. He had them his first year, one right. and only year, yep. and they won a national championship. I think it was two thousand two.
1: Yeah, that's so, right.
0: Holy smokes! Yeah. I'm surprised I remember this stuff. I
1: know. I, he, hands down, he was a awesome, unreal coach. He was when when we won it, and he, you know, another championship, of course, in St. Louis, and yep. he was the head coach. Oh man, he was the man.
0: Now, you, you know what's funny is uh, that barn that they that the Jets played in,
1: mm. oh, my God. That jeez, thing, O.P.
0: That was horrible. I mean, it was, like, colder in the rink than it was outside yeah. in the middle of February.
1: That, that place was brutal. I they, mean, they still play out of
0: there? No, the Jets moved to Frazier. They Uh-oh, play out okay. of the, uh, what's that place called? Uh, it's Five Sheets. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's slip- a big complex. Yeah, right? I can't remember, it slips my mind, but it, someone will remind us, don't worry. <laughs> It'll it, w- it won't be a problem. Now, uh let's we haven't talked much yet about your uh your time in Yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit right now. Uh after you played junior A, uh how talk about the recruiting process, how you ended up uh, in Buffalo.
1: So, I was playing uh, so St. Louis was my last junior year, St. Louis Bandits. Um, and uh, Mankowski was coaching. He was the assistant coach over there at uh, Canisius. So, obviously, no Manko growing up or whatnot, so they approached me um, just just throughout the process. I was getting the looks from some other teams, but the other big one was actually uh, Army, West Point. It came down to Canisius and West Point. Um, I was close. I almost went to West Point. Um, it was really... I was very close to just pulling the trigger, but I knew that was going to be a different life, you know. So um, I decided to go with Canisius, and, you know, great choice. i met, still stay in touch with some great people from school, Um, but I I wouldn't, you know, change anything. I I, I wouldn't go back at all. It's a great time. Buffalo was definitely a great city to live in. Um, so I, I had a blast, best time of my life, really. Wow. Now, uh, you said you scored only one goal? (laughs) My senior year. So my, my roommates and my teammates were always giving me, you know, giving me the gears because I, I, I just couldn't find the back of the net, and and finally, my senior year, I'm, I'm talking, we're pretty deep into this season, I lay one, bar down, slap shot from the blue line, you know, skated right into it, and finally, and I had a celebration, and I jumped into the bench, like, it was like a big, <laughs> like it was a Stanley exactly. Cup final, <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, just I, the one. I do you remember who you
1: were playing against? AIC, yep, yeah. it was our, at our rink, and actually, my mom was there, <laughs> oh my lord, now, did uh, did the place go nuts? Oh yes, yeah, it was great. Like I said, it was a big running joke. So, you know, but in the back of my mind, it was bugging me. So it was, it was good to get that one off the off the bat. <laughs> and then, then I go to walleye and score, you know, within like ten games. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you'd be kidding me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously uh, co- college hockey
0: at Kanishas is much a difficult, more difficult game <laughs> to play, apparently, than, than being a professional. Yeah, no kids. So okay, so let's let's jump here to uh, the walleye. Yeah. What brought you back home?
1: So, yeah, senior year in college, you know, a lot of the guys, and I kind of learned this as I was going, a lot of the guys would, you know, if, if they're going to continue play, play, they'll leave school a little early and go play, you know, in the ECHL, AHL, depending on where, where they're going. So, I was dabbling with that idea. I knew I wanted to get my career started. I really didn't believe I had a, much of a future in hockey. So, I was like, okay, I want to start up my work career and get going. Um but I had an agent working for me, just you know, to see if the possibility was there. And he called me, and he said, "Hey, you know, Toledo is actually interested. Um, you know, you, you 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 willing?" And I, Toledo was really the only place I would play because if I had to move away, I, you know, I like to go back to the work thing. You know, I I would put that on hold. So so Toledo signed a contract, and uh, you know, as you know. You got to go to the training camp. still got to make it. That, that contract doesn't mean anything until, you know, you're on the lineup. So I kept, I made the cuts. I made, went through camp and I stayed and I was like, hey. And I was working at the same time too. Wow. So I was working at the job and playing hockey with Toledo. So like I was working my butt off, but I wanted to, you know, like I said, I, I, I really believed that I wasn't going to make it to that next level, but I wanted to at least experience it. And I wanted to keep working, so it, it worked out great. Now, I was going to say, did your employer, were they pretty supportive of you? They he recommended it. He, you know, I was willing to just to take a little break from work and just give it a shot. But he's like, hey, if you can do both. I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff I could do on the road. I could phone calls on the computer, so it worked out great.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it worked so, out really So great. what was it like uh, your first game in a, in a walleye uniform? I have to imagine the jitters had to be big.
1: That was an unbelievable Experience, you know, um, especially like I said, you, you got all these uh, uh, older, old, you know, vets on the team. Uh, gosh, some some with NHL deals. so you know, some of these guys that you know been playing in, in the AHL have NHL games, and I'm trying to beat, get a spot, you know, on that lineup. So it was kind of uh, that that anxiety about am I going to be on the, in that first game? Am I not? And when I found out I was, I tell you, I mean all the families i remember i had 10 plus people from family and friends and very nerve-wracking especially you've been to that barn it's when that thing is full and it's yeah. the opening nights with the dark it goes dark every, oh my gosh definitely definitely it was nerve-wracking but like i said that first shift then boom you're you're good and it I, I, first I, hit yeah, Just, exactly yeah
0: <laughs> where's where's right where's you right off that's it everything so it's, uh, I tell you, you know, you know, Phil, and we're here with Phil Rauk of, you know, and this guy has, uh, he's seen it. What was it like as a, as a ECH, as a member of the Toledo Walleye? I mean, it had to be pretty exciting and fun, uh, but it has to also be, it, it's also a business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. And it, it's definitely a different, you know, you, you have that college, you know, you're, you're playing college, you're a student athlete. So, um you're not full-time hockey you know you still have to worry about school you're still studying at night in this you know people besides me working as well but you I mean this is all people are doing they're, they're just playing hockey they're uh, you know they're going for that NHL deal um, you know you have 18 year olds there that just sign entry-level contracts with NHL that you know get shipped off and that, so it's, you're, exactly, it's a business. The, the, you know, the coaching decisions, the, all that stuff just comes down to business at the end of the day. And, you know, and then that, the, those teams that we had, Red Wings and Blackhawks affiliates. So you see all those moves. All those guys would come down, track their players, make sure they're, you know, developing right, you know. So it, it was a definitely a different atmosphere, but it was awesome. You know, you see uh, Uri Fisher would be down all the time developing the, the Wings guys and it would, you know, help out in practice. Osgood would be down quite a bit. So it was, it was it was definitely an experience.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and those are guys that are pros, you know, that played, won Stanley Cups, that kind of stuff. That's got to be – that's got to play in your head too a little
1: bit. Oh, it sure does. Now,
0: where, um, where would you say – how would you say would be the best way to describe uh, – Playing, riding the bus in at the ECHL level compared to the junior level.
1: (laughs) ECHL level, uh, you know, you have the sleeper buses, so you have all the you know 12 or 15 little bunks, so everybody's got their own bunk, um, and you're sleeping, you know. All through the ride, I remember Toledo. You know, you have a guy's legs are uh, you know across the aisles, up on the seats, and and everything. It's Ryan Bond's
0: case, he was up in the in the, in the overhead <laughs> the overhead, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and then you know we would fly to Florida and you know, all the other places. So it's definitely a different a different level on the on the travel. What's the so <laughs> What's the furthest
0: place you played in, in the ECHL? Alaska.
1: Oh, well, and the ECHL would be Florida, but we played uh, Alaska when I was in St. Louis too. So oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Fairbanks and Anchorage. Yeah, that had to be Anchorage nuts. is gorgeous. Yeah, it,
0: Now, did you guys play in the Sullivan Center?
1: Probably, their,
0: their big arena yeah. over there. So, oh my gosh, that that place is rocking when they when they got it full. Oh, that yeah. place because uh, they had a team in the ECHL for a while.
1: Oh, did they really? Yeah,
0: they did. They left because uh, one of the teams folded. Uh, I don't know if it it wasn't the Chinooks. It was I'm trying to remember who it was, but anyway, they. Uh, it, they folded, and so they, they got a chance to get a team in the ECHL. Mm. And so they, had, they put one in. They worked out a deal with in terms of travel and hotels and all that stuff. Well, they've got a team up there, and they actually won, I think, an ECHL championship. Mm. Uh, it was a while back, but then because of travel costs and everything, they, yeah. eventually, they eventually left and folded uh, about four or five years ago.
1: Oh, did they really? Yeah.
0: So, But uh, it was still, they were a lot of fun. They were, I mean, that that team was a lot of fun. Now, B, what's it like playing hockey in Florida? Was there oh, weird?
1: We, yeah, we uh, we went to the beach after, uh, in between, I think we had a day off and we went to the beach. So you're, you know, on the beach in swim trunks and then you go to the rink and you can skate on the ice. So it's definitely a different. <laughs> plays with your mind, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yowza. Hot humid and the ice is definitely a little softer, you know, because of the humidity and whatnot. So, um, I, you're sweating in a suit before and then you get into the rain. <laughs> good night
0: uh, but uh, now you play how long did you play for the walleye
1: three three years, three years. when yeah.
0: when did you what what made you decide okay I think I'm done
1: so my uh, every once I started playing with Toledo like I said I was working at the same time my mentality was if it ever affected the work aspect of things I was gonna stop just because I knew that my career was, you know, on the working side, you know, it wasn't going to end up being hockey. So if it ever affected my work, I was going to stop. And literally it was mid-season that I was managing projects. uh, I worked for a contractor and it was, it it started getting too much. And so I made a decision to to hang them up and and concentrate 100% on work. So it was a tough decision, but but then again, you know, like I said, I knew I wasn't going to the NHL at that time and it was time to dial it in and and go back go for work now did you
0: did, did you miss did you miss it when you first left i mean like
1: like you wish you had gone back or laced him up again you know not really uh and i've a lot of people ask hey do you miss it or anything i really don't um as much as i love the the you know the boys i'm uh, the that 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 bond um it was a grind too. I mean, I mean, you know, my hand. You're sore. You're, you know, that the grind on the road. You know, it is fun being with the guys and stuff, but it's it's a toll. So it was nice to just relax and take a breather. Um, even even now, I've probably only skated a handful of times here and there, just in you know in the in the fundraisers and the charity. I coached a little bit, but I. I I, I'm happy with the decisions I made, so you know, I don't regret anything and, and it turned out just fine.
0: You ever uh you ever think about coaching?
1: I coached Saint John's, I was assistant coach with Brett Molnar. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, Brett. Yeah. Um him and Brent Bain um and I coached Saint John's we, for three years, I think we were there. Mm-hmm. Um uh, once was he Derek left, done with you guys? Yeah, yeah He was uh J V. He was J V, okay. He was yeah. oh he might have been up with us maybe my last year he was up with us but um yeah he was up with my last year um, but then he moved Brett Molnar moved and they actually approached me to uh, to do the uh, head coaching gig and you know I was actually working uh, I was a Toledo firefighter for a little bit and uh, schedule wise I'm like I can't do this this is gonna be too much um, and now I'm just kind of you know on the fence. I don't know. I, I, would you,
0: would you want to work more with uh, like young young kids, oh like teenagers, no. or you want to work with just the little guys?
1: Oh, I want to go uh, older. I, no. I yeah. I I have a tough time. <laughs> with the so hey. my son, we got him skating, and he's yeah. I don't even know if he's gonna end up doing it anymore because he's not a big fan. But I. I I talked to Manco. I'm like, Manko, we need to have these kids skating more. Like, I don't want them jumping right into hockey because they just need to learn the fundamentals and stuff. And he goes, Oh, right, you know, set up a, a, a little group. So I had, like, six kids, like, you know, five, four, four, five years old. And, oh, man, you have to have some patience. Yeah. I tell you what, kudos to the teachers, uh, you know, the kindergarten and the preschool teachers because I was struggling. So I, I would say high school and above would be good enough. That would be for me. You know, I, up below that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way:
0: <clears throat> being a dad, I think, will probably help you as far as uh, developing patience, yeah. because there are going to be days. <clears throat>
1: there will be days. And not to say that the high school, you know, <laughs> do some of the same stuff.
0: Uh, that's true, <laughs> and the only the only difference is that that at the high school level. They can try you as an adult. <coughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the only di- slight difference there. You can be tried as an adult, and they have this thing called statute of limitations. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyhow. All right, Bill, well, before we wind this up, this has been just a great time here at Chateau Louise. And, of course, Phil Rauch joining us here and having a, having a blast here with him. Phil, um, what has it been now, uh, the transition being just uh, do you still uh, – do uh, alumni
1: activities and stuff with the walleye? I do. Um, they they do. Uh, it's funny. You say that. last night uh, we actually uh, got with uh, Kyle Rogers, former former captain. He was my roommate when I was with the walleye. But we all kind of got together, had a few drinks. To uh, Justin Mercier is uh, moving away out to Nashville, so we were just having a few uh, drinks and got together. Um, but I'm actually going to do the uh, Winterfest. Outdoor yeah. game for Toledo So those special events I usually will, will jump in Just to experience some of that Because those outdoor games are fun Yeah, they are. yeah. yeah um, they are Been to a handful of games here and there But nothing too crazy But those special games I for sure will jump in And, and experience those Who? Um, now going
0: back to your Cherokee days <clears throat> Who do you <clears throat> still
1: keep in touch with? Definitely Miller. It would be Ben then and, uh, actually, uh, so Corsini, Tony Corsini, Tony Corsini, his uh, brother is married to my sister-in-law. So, okay. so my wife's sister is married to Matt Corsini, his son. So I still see them, uh, their family at, at special events and stuff. Oh my so. god, yeah. Tony, Tony
0: cracked <laughs> me up. That dude could talk, yes, and talk, <laughs> and talk. You oh should my. get him on too. I will. If, I will definitely do that. Oh my gosh, I can with him. He's kind of like the Kirk Ludwig of uh, <laughs> of, of, of talking uh, from the player side. Yeah. You know, Luddy. As I, I told, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who I was telling this to. I think it may have been Paul Guthrie. I said, Luddy is the type of guy. All I got to do is just go. So, coach, it was an interesting cor- It was an interesting period. And just leave the microphone and go <laughs> go to the bathroom or do whatever I had to do. would be on because Luddy would just go on and on and on, and he would do. He could do. I mean, the, I mean, the the intermission was only fifteen minutes, <laughs> you know. Can it's get like a word in? <laughs> Luddy, the Zamboni driver, just left the ice. Come on, <laughs> you know, and stuff, and yeah. You know, so I mean, there was actually a couple times where, but actually, the players were on the ice to start the Jeez. next period, and, and he and I had to wind them up. <laughs> He's just, yeah, he was, he was something else. But uh, that, that's that's leddy. But yeah, Corsini, yeah. Sa- same ballpark. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that kid could talk and talk and talk. And, but I mean, grant he was hilarious, and I love, uh, love that kid. He was just wonderful. His whole family were really yes. good people. Yep, they are. So you know, I couldn't say enough good things about them. Well, um, I also do this with every uh, person that I talk to. <clears throat> Is there any question you have? Uh, about either the team or to me that you want to ask or know about. Uh, Usually the one I get the most is how did I get started, and I always go through that. But um, is there any questions that you have or anything that you might think of that you might want to ask or you're wondering about?
1: Nothing off the top of my head. The only thing you kind of touched on earlier, it would be great to, uh, and I don't know who, who, but to actually organize uh, some alumni events like we are talking about to see how we can get that happening and official, you know? Well, the easiest part is really the
0: fact that uh, what we try to do is we try to do, they've tried to do it, and it was the the one time we did it, it was successful, is to get an alumni game up and – have it uh, around a Cherokee home game and usually the fundraiser, the, uh, the reverse raffle fundraiser. And it, it, that just is a great way to get everybody back together yep. to go play and then go watch a game and have a couple pops yep. and talk about the old days and stuff. We, that works really well. So that is our goal here for within the next year to two years, depending on what this COVID thing does. We want very much to do that again so that we can. Now, of course, it's going to be different because uh, I got to we got to do it to where the guys from the 90s play guys from the 90s. (laughs) Right. You know, (laughs) because a lot of those guys are pushing close to 40 now, you know, so they're not going to be playing a 24, 25 year old kid. Right. (laughs)
1: This is going to be. Uh, Things might get a little interesting. Yeah, they might happens. get a little feisty there. So uh,
0: I don't want them to. I mean, I had a, I had a couple players that were like, "Where's the oxygen tank?" And, and like, dude, it's practice. We haven't even started the game yet. Yeah, no kidding. You know, it's like, and They're yeah, the
1: ones at the bar early, right? No comment. <clears throat>
0: And no comment. Anyhow, uh, but uh, that is pretty much what we do. That's what we're going to do. And Good. i tell you, Phil, I've really enjoyed this well, a lot. Thanks for this having is, me. I, I have had so much fun talking to you about this. And again, the quietest kid in the locker room, hands down. <laughs> and you have, uh, boy, you've really transformed it. And I am so glad. Because, again, this has, been a, this has been a treat for me. So I, I appreciate really you
1: having me. I, I, I was looking forward to it when you messaged me, so I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yep, you bet. Like I said, it's very simple. I draw names out of a hat. I don't have no rhyme, no reason. It's just <laughs> random. So thanks for hanging out, and we thank you for hanging out. Don't forget, every Wednesday and Saturday these podcasts drop. You can catch them on the Cherokee Facebook page. You can catch them on my Facebook page. Whatever, you just go ahead and get there. You can go over to, it takes you to the website, which is CherokeeRewind.podbean.com. Had to remember all that. Big special thanks to the wonderful people here at Chateau Louise. Uh, I'm getting ready to dig into some food here because I'm starving. Mm -hmm. I haven't eaten yet. So I'm going to go and do this here in just a minute. But for Phil Ralk, I am Mick. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the
1: Cherokee Rewind. We'll talk to you again next time. Take care, everyone.